Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hello and welcome to the Dream Club with me, Linda Mariano and Brooke Boney. This is where we curate a little exhibition of the most important moments in culture from the week and we guide you through our galaxy of artists' statements on what they really mean. Brookie? We've got so much to talk about this week. DMX's memorial service featuring Kanye with a Sunday service. It was exquisite and we can't wait to talk to you about it. Really stunning. We're also going to talk about the Oscars for 2021, the big winners that we love. And how you can be better protected scrolling through Instagram. I know you are like me and you spend hours upon Mm. hours every week looking at Instagram. Guilty! Let's get some feedback for you as well. Rachel sent us a little message on that tea consent video that we talked about. Uh, She listened to part of the podcast on the way to school. She's a high school teacher in a regional town in New South Wales and she had a conversation about consent with some senior students and they said that they've been shown it so many times that it's a bit meaningless now but... They said that it clearly hasn't sunk in for many males and it's still happening. And they're looking forward to discussing the ridiculous milkshake video with them, which was taken down, uh, I think, the day after the podcast went to air last week. Oh, Rachel. I'd love to know how that discussion went. Also, big hello to Laura, who hit us up. Speaking of tea, because last week on the show, we were drinking loose leaf tea while we were recording and we were talking about, I think, how you were getting leaves stuck in your tea because we didn't have a tea strainer. Laura says, so I tried drinking the loose leaf tea loose without any strainer. I choked on the leaves. It was not as good as I thought, at least not with this mix. I will give it another go. I hate messing around with the strainer. I love your minimalism, Laura. Uh, It is your new fave podcast. Do you know what? That's very sweet. I'm not going to be drinking my tea without a strainer. I'm just putting it out there. That happened out of necessity. Mm. I Mm -hmm. will go to the effort of the strainer because I, I don't like the chunks. It freaks me out. I'm sorry. It mixes it up for me, Laura. I will continue to drink sometimes with the strainer, sometimes not. I'm a badass. You're not going to be able to predict. Now, speaking of Instagram, thank you so much to the people who watched our Instagram live on Sunday night. We made some congee on the Dream Club podcast account. And look, the congee was good, but the real hero of the night was Linda's mum, Janet. Have a listen to this. More massage shampoo, I'm advertising. I can live without a man, but I can't live without it. Oh my gosh, she's a queen. If you can't quite understand us lolling so much through that, she's saying, I can live without a man, but I cannot live without my masseur sandals, which are those. Oh my gosh, amen. You know those sandals, uh, uh, your parents probably, you know, got them in, I think they were really big in the 80s and the 90s, and our family still buys them. They are these sandals that massage your feet. You're meant to wear them around the house, and the ones she gets are the iconic, invigorating beige. spiky (laughs) under your feet. They're meant to be giving you a foot massage as you walk around. So long story short, more congee content if you want to check it out at the Dream Club podcast. All right, let's get into it. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. The first thing I want to talk to you about, Brookie, is that I was calling my friend who lives in Brooklyn, New York, a couple of days ago, and all I could hear through the FaceTime was this sound. 
And I was like, baby, what is going on outside your window? And she pulled back the curtain and she said, Lindy, you would love to be here because Mm. one of your favourite childhood rappers, rest in peace to DMX, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, he was the leader of the crew Rough Riders who were known for their deep, deep love of motorcycles, music and dogs. Get at me, dog. So in memorial to DMX's passing, these crew of thousands of motorcycles were parading through Brooklyn and all through parts of Manhattan a couple of days ago. And then there was a Sunday service too that Kanye West did. Yeah, so he did a really beautiful performance and you probably have seen them before. If you haven't seen them, then definitely check this one out. It was so beautiful. They had the choir and all of the people playing instruments and um, they were all wearing their, like, Yeezy gear with yeah, their the hoodies, hoodies and their, their sneakers and stuff. And I thought it was a really, really beautiful tribute to DMX because he is quite religious. Well, he was quite religious and so is Kanye. And so I thought it was a real moment for me. When I have looked at those Sunday services that Kanye does each week and even watching this memorial to DMX, it made me go back and watch the ones that DMX had done where he jumped on with Kanye while Kanye is noodling either behind a drum kit or behind a piano. And while I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Mm. And it ties into that and it really is just that sense of community. And that's what I loved about DMX because not only was he this bad boy rough rider that created some of the biggest party hits throughout the late 90s. You know, if you need to familiarise yourself again with DMX, make sure that next time you go to karaoke, you plop on party up in here, you know, and just love the fact that he kind of took the throne in the late 90s when Tupac and Biggie Smalls had just passed away and there was almost this window for this person to be heralded up on a main stage, and Mm. that is what DMX kind of signified. The thing is, though, that makes it a bit complex, and you would have seen a lot of the reaction when he first passed away, is that he had this, like, really macho sort of uh, street attitude, and a lot of that was centred around crime, around violence. Um, You know, he was... He, was char- he had a number of arrests and charges against him, fraud, assault, weapons possession, um, narcotics possession, um, you know, driving while under the influence and, and some really violent stuff as well. So there's that really, really complex part of it. Mm. And, you know, I was thinking about it because it was a really beautiful tribute to him in the New York Times um, and it talked a lot about his life and his upbringing. And I think it's difficult to think about the things that they've done in isolation without thinking about things like intergenerational trauma, without thinking about poverty, without thinking about the opportunities that they had access to or didn't have access to. Like in one of the things that I was reading about DMX, it said that someone tricked him into smoking crack cocaine um, yeah. when he was 14 years old. Tell me what chance a 14-year-old child has at life when they've been tricked into smoking crack by an adult. Um, it was incredibly sad to read about all of those things. And, you know, I don't condone any of the behaviour, but it certainly does put a lot of it into context, which is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at with this. Anyway, there's a playlist as well that they've put together with the top 10 DMX songs that you should listen to. So go and check it out. So, Lindy, it's two months late, but you know what I say 
Better late than never. The 93rd Annual Academy Awards took place inside a train station in downtown LA. It was Union Square Station. It was exquisite. This beautiful old 1920s train station with stained glass windows and little um, sort of levels. It sort of reminded me of a cake the way that the levels were all set up. You know, like all of these tiers. Like a 93rd birthday cake. Like a 93rd birthday cake. And there has been a little bit of criticism about how the um, Oscars rolled out, which we will get to in terms of the awards and, and who they were given to, but also in terms of the production of the day as well. I am just going to put this out there and say, I know, it wasn't as good as what um, it has been in the past uh, with different hosts and, and different gags and stuff like that. But I sort of liked it. I felt like it, you're in someone's like cool jazz club and just hearing from a bunch of like really amazing people. And I loved that it really centered the artists and their work rather than, you know, the thousand or so people who were industry people sitting in the room, um, you know, getting their gift bags and things like that. And that the focus purely was on the work. You're saying you didn't miss all of the hangers on that probably would have been present there. You're, you're saying you didn't miss the seat warmers. I didn't <laughs> miss jumping. In. I didn't miss the seat warmers. Ah. Obviously, like if it was normal circumstances, yeah. I would have been there. I was hit, hit there this time last year, and so to see it sort of all happening at like like a bare bones experience was a little bit weird, but. Um, I'm glad that it could still go ahead. Like, remember, we're still right in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it is. We're in the middle of it. We're in the thick of it. What do we expect? People are adapting to the times and they made the best of what they had, I think, as well. I think they did well. And I liked that there wasn't so much Zoom stuff. You're over the screens. Oh, I'm sick of the screens. Sick of the screens. But speaking of screens, there were some stars of the screen that made their way onto the stage to accept some hefty awards, including, may I just say, I loved Nomadland. I loved when she did that. I was like, oh, that's a wolfie. We give this one to our wolf. She's a wolfie. She's a dreamer. Yeah, Frances McDormand not only won uh, her, I think it's maybe her third. It was her third. So she is now technically the best actress. That is, she's the most awarded actress at the Oscars ever. She's pretty incredible. She is brilliant in Nomadland. Frances McDormand plays a character called Fern. She won yesterday not only as Best Actress but jumped up on stage, did the big hug with Chloe Zhao when Chloe won not only Best Director but Best Picture for Nomadland, which is an understatement to say that it is a moving and compelling piece of cinema. You are one of those lucky people that can travel anywhere. Yes, ma'am. And they sometimes call you... Nomads. My mom said that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. I can't wait to watch it. I love the message as well that, you know, we have to look after people who are older than us because we were just talking about it before that, you know, women retire with far less super Mm. than men, far less. And that sounds like something like really far off that you don't have to think about that much. But the ramifications are huge, particularly if you're widowed, particularly if you're divorced, particularly if you're childless, um, that you could be sort of left out on your own. And we're lucky here, I guess, that we have Medicare and, mm. and really great healthcare systems. But it's still like the fastest growing group of people in terms of homelessness is 
older women. And it's really sad. So it's really wonderful that, um, you know, that there's a spotlight being shone on that issue. The movie that I watched that I really, really loved was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's on Netflix now, so you can stream it for free. Mm. Nomadland will be there uh, on the 30th of April on on Disney+. Plus. So um, you can stream both of those very, very soon. But Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is a story that centres around a wonderful singer from like the 1920s, I think, in, in the US. They're recording an album in Chicago and it's one scene. The whole movie is one scene. And so this is the one that Chadwick Boseman was in. This is the one that Viola Davis was in. So obviously the the singing is wonderful. This, the music is so lovely. Um, but their performances are incredible. Chadwick Boseman, oh my goodness. Um, you know, what a way to, to finish your career. And he was, of course, posthumously nominated. Only two other actors have been able to do it before, uh, win the Oscar after they've died, that is. And one of them was Heath Ledger for his role in The Joker, So, you know, it was always going to be a difficult thing. I think that it would have been such an incredible way Mm. to finish the ceremony, to have that celebration of him and his life and that performance and those themes around um, black America, around the experience of African-American men, again, around the experience of intergenerational trauma and poverty. But instead, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins took out the, the, the... Award for I best haven't actor. seen The Father. I haven't that seen he it either. In. It looks like a wonderful film. No shade. Sounded like you were going to throw Hitchcock. Sh- um, I was going to say Hitchcock. Hitchcock. <laughs> I, I don't want to throw any shade, but it would have just been such yeah. a nice yeah. way to finish the ceremony. Instead, it felt like a little bit of an anticlimax. I think that it was a really beautiful few wins at the Oscars this year. And Celebrating Chloe Zhao as the first Chinese woman mm. to pick up Best Director and Best Picture for Nomadland. And just to further fan out on Chloe for a second, she had this quote in her speech that made me so happy and I just need to tell you about it. She said that her parents always said to her growing up, who you are is enough and who you are is your art. Oh, my God. Goodness. Isn't that powerful? It is so wonderful. We are really, truly living in like some sort of golden age of film and television Stuff at the moment. Stuff is changing. You know what? I Take this as a signal, take this as a sign that you should cancel your plans for the rest of the week, call in sick to work even, and just stay home and watch movies and television. Like this year, this is... This is mm. chef's mm. kiss. Mwah. 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 We're not encouraging you to chuck a sickie, but maybe chuck a sickie. Dude, I am. 100% I am. Do you want me to write you a sick note? I'll do it right now. Dr. Boney. Brooke Boney. Linda Mariano. Bringing you the Dream Club. Now some sweet news to round out our dream club for this week, especially for you. As you mentioned, you love a scroll on Instagram. We love a bit of social media. And Instagram has announced quite recently that two new privacy features will be helping you combat unwanted abuse from people on Instagram. We love to hear it because um, sometimes these social media platforms can be a Mm -hmm. real cesspit of hate and vomit and just vile bile. Vile bile. (laughs) 
get rid like of the that. vile bile. Hey, you know what? This isn't a place for vile bile. This is a place for ripe tripe. Ooh. Compliments only zone. Thank you. Anyway, they've put in some new um, some strategies in place to stop people from getting trolled and to stop uh, to make it harder for trolls, basically. One of them is that um, you can block an account and then every account that the person tries to make with the same details, mm. that'll also be blocked. This it's is simple. refreshing. It's simple. A, it's really simple. It's funny that it hasn't already been mm. done. The reason that they started it is because, um, obviously, our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander sports players get a lot of hate, particularly if they have a bad performance, particularly if they stand up for their culture. And their well-being is mm. like a really, really important part of, um, you know, we don't want to be able to treat people like that. Discrimination, no, 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 no. Not, Not for, for me. us. There's another feature of this as well, and that one is they're saying a mirror of Facebook messengers. You know how you can get hidden message requests from mm-hmm. people that you don't know? So those are DMs that have abusive language, swear words, certain keywords in there will automatically go to another folder mm. so you don't see them in your message requests so, already. Little known fact as well for you and um, for you as well, Linda, mm. that if there's like um, a word in particular that you think you might be targeted with, you can add that to that list of words. And so they have like a standard set of words, but say if it's like one particular racial slur that you're worried about people saying to you, then you can add that to that list. And so like a Obviously, I've got ones that are like related to Aboriginality in mind yeah. or things that are gendered. If someone comments with that, then it just automatically hides it. Because people don't realise, and it's said again and again, that people in the public eye particularly are real people as well and mm. we see that feedback. So this is a valuable tool that was essentially, it was targeted because of the abuse that sports players were mm-hmm, getting, mm-hmm. and it was done by Tanya Hosh she's as well. She's a friend of mine. Yeah, so you she's know an Tanya, don't legend. you? Yeah, so she's the head of AFL Inclusion and Social Policy, and she's an incredible woman. Um, we can all strive to be a little bit more like Tanya because she's the sort of person who, if she has a goal or um, something that she wants to get to, she's so headstrong and she's so determined that she will find a way to get to whatever that goal is. And, you know, say if her goal was like, okay, we need to make Instagram safer for people like Latrell Mitchell or our AFL players or whatever, um, that she will just keep coming back with solutions, coming back with more solutions. No is not an option for her. And to that I say, Tanya, I love you. You're on the bed. <laughs> hey, Tanya, I love you. I love you. And look out in the next couple of weeks because those features will be rolling out on Instagram for you. <laughs> you know, I actually had a dream. What? that um, it would happen last night because I knew that we were going to be talking about this today. Mm. And um, obviously I get trolled at the Today Show or anyone who's on like, you know, a TV show every day gets messages about things and mm. comments about things. In my dream, um, someone like there's one one account in particular that keeps like popping up and writing things and I've got them restricted but not blocked. Anyway, so then I blocked them and it blocks all of the other accounts. And then I realized that when I blocked the account, mm. that it was my friend who had made up all of the other accounts. What? And so then when I blocked them, it blocked all of the others. And I was like, oh, it's been my friend this whole time. Who was it? No, but it was a dream. Oh, it was a dream. I was oh. dreaming about oh, okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I just got scared that you'd found me out. Well, no, but it was like this awful thing. Like I woke up feeling sick. Like, oh, it was I'm so, so sorry, weird. Wolfie. But also that's another thing, right? If you do block them and then it blocks someone that you know, you that means the that culprit. they've probably been trolling you. Mm. 
do a joint dream club update because um, I sent Linda a little text message on Sunday night oh, after our little congee catch up. So Listen to this. Sunday, 9.30pm, right on my bedtime. Probably half an hour late. It was bedtime, a little actually. late. I think it's so cute that we were both hosting TV shows on Saturday night. Love heart emoji. Makes me feel like we should celebrate ourselves a bit more. It's weird because it's totally normal for us to talk about and then move on, but that's actually not normal. Imagine two cute little friends doing the same thing at the same time on TV. So Linda was hosting the first um, episode back of the set on ABC TV and I was hosting music from the home front on Channel 9, which was like a, a big event um, commemorating Anzac Day and celebrating the life of Michael Kodinsky. And we were both hosting them on different yeah. networks at the same time. And we just sort of didn't really celebrate each other or like think that much about it. But when you think about it, That's pretty wild and pretty cute. And it's something that we don't do often enough, I think. I mean, us as a whole. Like, you work so hard on something and then you get the win and you just move so far past it so quickly because you're instantly thinking of the next thing that you've got to do. Oh, this is the thing that I've got due next week or by tomorrow or, oh, I better get to sleep early so I can Mm. get up early the next morning. But we just don't sit and be present and celebrate those little wins enough. And to sit and acknowledge that is something that I'm going to get better at and Woofy, you're going to get better at it too. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pretend that it's a little kid's swimming pool and I'm just sitting in glory. The water, the warm water, isn't pee, it's glory. And we're both mm, sitting in it. Away. No. A little bit away. No. A little bit away. No. I'm, def- I'm definitely waiting there. Linda, it's not wee. <laughs> Linda, it's not wee. Stop you know, it. Once when I was Cut at a swimming out. carnival, I remember touching a, a person's poo. You know how it's like always a kid that's done a little poo in the swimming <laughs> in the pool? Like literally always a poo. There's always a poo. Why? There's always, there's always a poo and there's always a Band-Aid and they are <laughs> as equally bad as each other. Like no, if poo, I is touch, poo is far worse because Band-Aid could be an accident. Do you know what? Band-Aid okay. is so scary. If you Band-Aid are someone, makes my skin Crawl. If you are someone who's ever pooed in a pool, we want to hear from you because does it have to exist? There's not pooing itself out. Like no one, it must come from somewhere. Yeah, if you've if you've pooed in a pool and you can tell the tale, hit us up because we'll I'm keep so you anonymous. Curious. Maybe was it an accident? Did you need to? Did it just come out, or did you pull your swimmers to the side? They These must have the pulled this woman's to the side. Otherwise, the poop... It's just getting too technical. Hey, you know what? Thanks for listening. <laughs> We're going down a real rabbit hole here. We love you so much. Like, I love you. Just love know you. that. And we will be back next Wednesday. And until then, please join our Dream Club. Follow us at the Dream Club Podcast <laughs> on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And leave us a cheeky review. And we don't mean anything related to poo when we say cheeky. And also tag us in a pic because a couple of you have sent some through. Mm, and I love mm. to see it. I love seeing your beautiful sunshiny face just sitting there in your own glory. <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I wish we had a theme song. Oh, we do. We have. Get some tools. Okay, cool. Listener.